This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Celtic Rumors TV, episode 28, the Boz and Bovel podcast with your hosts Mark and myself, Paul. On today's show, we will look at the latest rumors and gossip along Celtic. Are Celtic really appointed a director of football? And we will take a look at the Euros and talk about Scotland's game against the Czech Republic today. And and today's show is just going to be myself and Mark. So, why we'll why so fine solo? You know, uh, for an hour anyway, isn't it? There's, there's not really that much to talk about, Paul, isn't there? No. no. No, I, I'm very surprised, Mark. I, I thought Celtic board would be acting a bit more, but I'm thinking, Mark, are, are the Celtic board thinking just because the yours is on that maybe the Celtic fans aren't really worried about what's going on with Celtic at the moment? Is that what maybe the Celtic board are thinking? I, I wouldn't like to think or think that, Paul. I don't know that there's important decisions to get made, but I saw somebody mention on the forum, and to be honest, I wasn't sure. And I didn't. When I tried to look up, but things weren't actually clear. It would be where's Big Ange actually staying there? I know he's in a hotel, but is it like in Wales? He's actually in Wales. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually in. I I think uh, what I'd like to know is that he will be joining up maybe about two days into the training camp. Right. So he's actually. So yeah. Whatever country you fly into, you need to find a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So he flew into Wales. He went direct to Wales, and he, and he, as far as I know, he's actually staying in in Wales till the Celtic team come down, and he'd be joined up them in Wales because if he was going to go to England, maybe then into Wales, he might have to isolate then again in Wales, isolate isolate twelve because of this new Delta COVID mark that's popping up in and around England at the moment. That. There's going to be those restrictions though between Wales and uh, England, so I'm led to believe that he's actually in Wales at the moment. Must have had the kind of foresight to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's what I was hearing off of a few kind of pages that I was reading because I was actually thinking like, when's he starting? Because no start date came. I obviously sure if he'd fly into Glasgow or fly into London. I don't know if he can fly for Australia to Glasgow. No. Uh, either so either he just stopped in the England or he went straight to I think he just came straight then from Athens into Wales instead of going straight to the UK so he flew from Australia to Athens and then I think it was Athens into maybe Cardiff I think Mark and then he started uh, isolating then in, uh, in, in in Cardiff as far as I know you know at least he's, at least he's here in time of, at least I've got the manager now yeah, exactly. I'm going to make a couple of shout-outs here. Just all right, Bobby, I see you in the live chat again. Uh, apart from the usual shout-outs to uh, Richie, Tim Alloy, Malika, Young Ben, well, well Mikey's not joining us tonight, uh, but I'd like to give some charity football match a shout-out. Uh, it's played at Falkirk Stadium. And for any chess Scotland, it'll be played at Falkirk Stadium on the 18th of July. And there's a link in the description box to the donation page. So, anybody, if you want to donate something, that would be absolutely fantastic. Thanks very much. So, latest gossip on Celtic. Celtic have been linked with Australian goalkeeper Matt Ryan of Brighton. With one year left in his contract, could the Australian goalkeeper link up with his former national coach again at Celtic? Former Celtic player Frank McAvenny has said that he doesn't expect any new signings at Celtic for a few weeks at least, due to big and still having to assess his squad. Celtic target Charlie Rice of, uh, of Sunderland has only one month left in his Sunderland contract. According to reports, Celtic are confident 
that the striker will make a move to Scotland. The six foot two inches striker scored thirty one goals in all competitions for Sunderland next season. Uh, Olivia Cham has agreed personal terms with Greek side AK Athens. It's reported that Athens are in favour of waiving the remaining transfer fee for Barkas, who Celtic signed last season. Uh, Mark, that's it for the rumours and gossip. Um, that, that could be a good deal with Encham uh, and Barkas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't don't much about it, but still owe them on that on the five million. I think Mark maybe. The first year I say Max, I think you'd probably pay would be 1.5, I say. I think it's probably paid about 1.5, 2 million. Yeah, 2 million. So if they're going to waive 3 million pounds, that will maybe want to watch with that, do you know what I mean? That's a, mm. That would be a really good deal. This lad, Charlie uh, Weismark, is, 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 is popping up again there. This, this Sunderland fella with only one year left in his contract, 31 goals. I know it's. League one, no, that's Sunderland. I mean, like, but that's a good shout out for goals, like, you know. Well, is, is League one really any better than the standards here? Mm-hmm. A lot of the SPFL teams, I mean, that you're scoring 31 goals at any level, you're, you're a good goal scorer, basically, in my opinion, and it's something different from anything we've got. I'm not saying the guy's coming in and he's going to be Edward's replacement or anything like that, but he's just he's giving you another option, a different, mm-hmm. a different style of attacker kind of thing. So. And uh, what about Frank McAvenny saying we won't be expecting any signings anytime soon because B. Canchester says the squad? Has he actually any kind of contact mark within Celtic, Frank McAvenny? Has he come up with these things himself? Or? He'll probably still know people in and about the club, but all these guys are really, they're just doing what we're doing, Paul, getting their opinion on things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of made, I know, I know it's just a thought you're going to when you said that goalkeeper, actually, when I, 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 I complain about people doing it, as I said, I caught match of the day fever, but that goal, goalkeeper's on a free transfer. Yes, I was only just reading that there. Because I thought he'd have, he pulled off some real good saves today and I had a wee look at him and I think it was, I think it was Sevilla he's just left. We just left 30, 32 as well, Mark. It's, it's actually young for, for a keeper. But this keeper that was supposed to be linked with, Matt Ryan, was on loan at Arsenal last season, but he didn't get a, a game for us because he was kind of a backup keeper. But he's an interesting best if we could get him, uh, Matt Ryan, because when Bryson first came back into the, the Premier League, he was a bit dodgy at the start, but he started to come round in his own and. At the time, there was Manchester United were looking at him, Arsenal were looking at him, they eventually got him. Like, but he, he's a keeper who we'd be worth a shout. Like, but is that then again, Mark, if we do sign a new keeper, going to knock Barkhead's confidence even more? Again, well, I think Bain's got, I think it looks as if Bain's going to be leaving Paul. Mm-hmm. I spoke about Conor Hazard, because he's a bit young. I think he's a bit young even to be our number two and I'd look for him to even be getting out and loan next season to get near playing game time in there. So I think we would, we'll be looking to sign, whether Barkas stays or not, I think we'll be looking to sign another keeper anyway. And if, mm-hmm. if Barkas is staying and you've got that Barkas and that boy Fraser both competing for your number one jersey, I think that could be a really interesting situation for us. And... Another player who's kind of looking at his future is is John Kennedy. Supposedly he's looking just after Big Ange comes in, he's going to have talks with him to discuss his own future as he has ambitions to become a manager himself. Now I know we spoke a lot about him, but he he will be involved with Celtic for pre-season training. Is he doing that to help out the club and then maybe he'll consider his own future? It could be in it for that. Plus, maybe there's not really any... Well, if he's not got a job to go to, why chuck the job you're in kind of idea? Well, no, mm-hmm. maybe thinking just along that. But he's, like, even when well, we spoke about it often enough, maybe, maybe even his short-term outlook view now is to move into being his own man, which is long overdue in my opinion. I'm fed up saying that. He should have been out, mm-hmm. out before now. Even I'm not getting into... Like about how he was playing, he set his team up with Celtic. I'm just meaning it's time 
was about two years ago. See, when Rogers left, even then, Kennedy should have started looking at moving moving out and becoming his own man somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about the director of football thing again, Mark, tonight, because we always kind of tipped in this in relation to Ange and kind of transfer rumours, but we never really talked about it in depth, you know, and I want to be up like, are we really appointing a new director of football? I think the, the facts are at the moment, Mark, Celtic have made no announcement about director of football. Uh, the names that were linked to the job have gone, the likes of Richard Hughes, Fogel Harkin. So my question is, are they really going to appoint one? Uh, I know they need one. You know they need one. The su- all the supporters would have, but the still the fact is, Mark, that the board still haven't come out and said we need. I know they said they they want to modernise the club, but is there too much going on at the club at the moment for maybe um, Dominic McCoy to go and be looking at a director of football? No, maybe he just wants to get players in, get engine, get the squad set up. Do you think maybe he's looking at that? Oh, well. No, I hope he's no. I hope they've no put in the back burner, Paul, because it really would be, it would be a disaster. It will be a disaster if Celtic don't appoint a director of football this summer. Mm-hmm. He can't can further down the grass. He need. It's been, we've been needing one for years. And now, I mean, I've, I've, I've said it before. On here, there was sto- a story going about a while back. Celtic had uh, one of these big fancy employment agency people. You get like. The big companies used to headhunt people and all that. The Celtic had employed one of them to like whittle down and pick some, like get the numbers of who could do the jobs of director of football. But again, after that, we've heard absolutely nothing about it. So, like, when Began was being tracked by Celtic, right, everyone thought he would be hired as head coach under a director of football. But Anne's full title of the club is football manager. Right, not head coach. So, if you're going to be a football manager, Mark, realistically, I don't think the club are looking at a director of football with Began's title being, being, being head coach. And I think maybe next year, I, I think there's that they, they might start looking at that. But just because, just because of the, I don't know, is it just maybe it could be the warning that- football manager. That's what I said to you yesterday. Was yeah. about that. I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm hoping it's just the way it's worded. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, football manager, it does that gives you a kind of Alex Ferguson impression, didn't it? That kind of. Yeah, because, like, nowadays, Mark, everyone's a head coach. You know what I mean? The, the more modern clubs, it's head coach. It's not manager. It's not football manager. It's not club manager. It's not football manager. You know, it's a strange title that he has. Like, and so I'm thinking, like, that. If he's going to be called football manager, I, I I really do think that there's too much going on in the club that this year, I think the director of football world will be put down the line. I think maybe it could be maybe January they might look at it again, but maybe there's too much going on now, Mark, with, with signings, the manager, backroom staff. It has to be sorted out with Angie. I mean, even... Could they both think they've landed on their feet with Big Ange? I mean, we heard Gavin and that guys worked at every level of skill mm-hmm. football. And, and you think of it like in his interview, Mark. Sorry. They kind of revolutionised the full Australian team, the national setup at every level. Now maybe Celtic have looked at that and thought we could do a good job for us in that department as well. But it's just again Dominic Mackay's not really. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying qualified to do the job, but I maybe that's what you're saying, Mark. Maybe in his interview he mentioned that he's speaking to use. So maybe he'll take the whole football department under his wing. Began, uh, you think? But again, it's a big, it's a big enough job to be like managing the first team squad. That's for me. That's what he should be. That's what he should be there today. We shouldn't be relying on the one man to be that, like that, uh, the first team manager, first the football manager, whatever it is. We shouldn't be relying on that to be doing multiple people's jobs. 
for me, he's got enough in his play to get the team on the park playing well, keep them up to scratch. That should be his number one and only priority. Mm-hmm. And I was also reading today that Dominic McCoy and Ange Postologo have, have had numerous Zoom meetings about players leaving, players needed. Both have agreed to, that they want to sell the players who actually don't want to be at Celtic and they have a list of transfers. So, so Dominic McCoy and, B, and Andrew will be looking after transfer targets, Mark. And, and I'm leading into that as well. Like, that's another thing to say, like that if Dominic McCoy is going to be involved in transfer targets as well, that I, it's, not going to, it's not going to happen. And how is the club going to move forward and modernise if they're not looking at this department that needs to be done? Well, for Dominic McKay, uh, well, he needs to be involved to transfers to the extent it will be having the signing the checks off. Mm-hmm. He's got to be even involved in the talks. You get what I mean? He's always going to be, the CEO's always going to be involved in transfers, but it shouldn't be him. The only thing he should be deciding on is whether we can afford the way to get the financial side of it. He shouldn't be really passing an opinion on or having any <coughs> on like quality of player, whether he thinks the player's good enough or not. That's not the CEO's that's not the CEO's remit. He shouldn't be getting involved in that kind of side of things and that was oh, maybe you maybe yeah, that's that's the next question and I was going to ask you, do you maybe think maybe Peter Lodge said to him, Oh, this is the way we used to sign players, I used to be scouting or these players were recommended to me, I signed them or Maybe Lord has the war and he's air about things like that. Well, how he did things. Well, I've told him how, he, how things worked, and he? he'd have seen even how things have worked each time in there, and I've heard stories from other people and things like that. But I hope you know, just going to come in and be a carbon copy of him. Do you know what I mean? He's got to, he's got to be a good man. As we said, they come in and he's been on about modernising the club and things like that. I mean, everybody, everybody. Every single Celtic fan could tell you that the problem is people Peter Lowe make football decisions. So it's not going to, it's going to, if it's going to keep going along here, ladies and Dominic McKay's going to be with that kind of input, that's just going to cause me a problem for me. Mm-hmm. It'll be big problems, Mark, because like, I'm just trying to concentrate on getting this first team up and running as fast as he can. The qualifiers win less than six weeks, Mark, I, I think, is this the less than six weeks? He's trying to get a squad together. Plus, our youth academy is in dis- disarray. You know, there's, there's young players leaving left, right and centre. And if he's to look after that and top that, he's not going to have no interest in our youth system for at least another couple of months, Mark. And we could end up losing more young players again, Mark, who's going to leave the club for nothing. You know? But it's, I think it's something that we should be looking at Buster Cogley to sort it. Zach, that's what I'm saying. He shouldn't be... He... Where's Chris McCart? Where's, do you know, I mean, that's up to Chris, that's part to me, that should be Chris McCart that's to help pushing these kind of things along and making sure that the young players are happy and making sure they're getting the contracts that, that they deserve and things. He should be fighting their corner and things like that. And it's, 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 it's like what we said, that maybe players won't get in their, their, their games because uh, Neil Lennon had no face in, in trying youngsters marking the ten in row season and maybe that's why they want getting this breakthrough into the first team and maybe it will change under under big hands that he will give give you use a chance because like Mark we do have good players in our youth system. They just need to be given a chance. Who was the last who was the last player, young player that uh, Neil Lennon gave a chance to? It was it was it was Kamuki Dembele, uh, this the season after the 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 raw season. Mark on this. I gave him a couple of games, wasn't it? Just really, never really yeah. gave him a chance. But when has Neil Lennon ever brought a young player into the team? I mean, even going back, if Neil Lennon had the left when he did the first time, Kieran Tierney would have probably have left Celtic because he wasn't getting in. The, he wasn't getting near the team. Neil Cal Lennon, McGregor. Would have left, I say. McGregor as well, he was ready for the off. So, mm-hmm. he's never really been that type of manager. Well, no, it's Celtic. I don't know if he did at Hibs, but that's a different thing. Hibs kind of need to use their youth players and give them a chance. 
But it was never a type of manager to do that. And that's one thing with Ange coming in. He seems, well, we know he did. Gavin, Gavin and I were seeing about what he did with the National, the National FA, when they wanted to bring back all the older players. He stood his ground and said, no, if we're playing with the youth players, it'll be better, better for the full country's football thing in the long run. But it's a good philosophy to have. You could see it too, Mark, because how leggy our team were uh, last season after 60 minutes. You know, that the team came very leggy. They, they, there was no push towards them. They, they weren't running. You know, we came very leggy under Neil Lennon. And can, can this team come up fitness-wise for the qualifiers under under Anjar? Is it going to take them a while to bring up their fitness levels, Mark? No, it doesn't. Four, five, six weeks, and the players should be ready for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, what is it, like that intense kind of army training kind of stuff. They just get them running their guts out and kind of thing. Just, and that's what they need to do. They'll just need to get in and work hard. It can harm if you five weeks and you can see some difference in these players. Mm-hmm. Or the last thing that I had done, Mark, are we going to go back to a previous rumour about the director of, fall, director of football role and maybe Sean Maloney is the one that they've been talking to and he will be announced after the hours when Dominic McCoy officially starts his role on the 1st of July. He... Before again, I don't, know if, mm-hmm. I don't know if Maloney's got the skill set that you need to be a director of football. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, dealing deal with contracts, talk to players, agents and I mean, what kind of experience has Sean Maloney got, basically? He's a, a part-time job. For me, mm-hmm. international football is a part-time job. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I take him on as a coach, or that, but I don't see him coming in as director of football. So, realistically, if we are going to appoint a director of football, when should that be announced? Should it be announced long ago, when Len left and get the process thing, or... Have we one installed? We're just blind to everything as, as Celtic supporters. We actually don't know what's going on behind walls. You know? No, not both. Doesn't director of football transfers, there's nothing coming out for the club ball. That's how they were only on here for an hour the night. Scrimping and scraping for things to talk about, do you know what I mean? It's just deafening. It's not just coming out and getting over all ground again. There's nothing new to talk about is just what but like even when we had Barry and, and Michael on uh, last week or like they were expecting signings maybe in the next couple of days but again nothing has happened like we, we we thought we might see one or two signings coming in maybe players leaving but just it's not like the, the more they leave it Mark the more things are going to get more complicated the, club, the more trouble the first team squad are going to be in, getting players in, getting them settled, getting ready for the qualifiers. Like, every day is is less time for a player to get up to scratch the way Celtic player, the new manager. I know he's not in place at the moment, but sure to God he's in talk with John Kennedy the way he wants the team prepped for pre-season, Mark. You know? Say that again, Paul. I said, like with no players coming in and with pre-season starting, we, the, 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 the less time we have for the qualifiers, but the less they're, they're going to be prepared, Mark. I'm, I'm, you know, let's be honest, Paul. See, for weeks we sat here and spoke about Eddie Howe coming in and how Eddie Howe and Fergal Harton were working behind the scenes to this master plan that was going to, do you know what? And it just, nothing, it just fell apart, didn't it? Everything just fell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's got to be somebody, I've said it before, the club's got to move on, the club's got to keep running. So if Kennedy's going to be there for even just to start the pre-season, that, well, if that's what's got to happen, it's got, just got to happen for me. It's not ideal. But mm. we just need to go on with it, isn't it? But even if Ash does bring in his own coaches now, right? He brings them in from his previous club, Yokohama. He brings in those two lads, Matt Hodgson and, and Stung, Stung, Stung or something like that. I want to show tongue. So if he brings them in, they're going to have to isolate maybe for another 10 days, so they won't be able to join up anywhere pre-season if they come in. So it's going to have to be John Kelly to help out Ange until his backroom staff are going to be appointed. 
you know? I never even gave that a thought about them hitting them in 30. I never even gave that a thought, Paul, about quarantine for them as well. That's a good point. What about David Mack, won't they? Well, I've, I've, obviously, uh, Big Angie's had to isolate, so the two guys are fucking coming over. Yeah, so he's he's not going to have his own backroom staff maybe around him for, if they come in now, maybe they will be in time for the training camp, or if they come in next week, they won't be there for the, the training camp, Mark, and maybe they, the, the more drags on, he won't, maybe he, he won't have his own backroom staff around him for the qualifiers either, so... It's going to have to be John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan to give him a hand. Which, look, it's, it's not ideal for anyone, Mark, but at least they're there. They know the club. They might give him some insight to where the players are, you know? Well, I mean, it would be, there will be no one just spoke to Kennedy and the seat they mm-hmm. their own and think they can work together. I mean, we, we don't know. You don't know? They've obviously, I mean, they'll obviously have spoke. You're saying that just been talking with Zoom to Dominic guy, but he'll speak speaking to Kennedy, other people running about the club and that mm-hmm. as well. So maybe they've, maybe they've clicked. Do you get what I mean? And I've, mm-hmm. I've, if he's willing to work with me, I'm willing to work with him. But I still want, like, at least one of my men out here with me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you try and even keep an eye on, like, social media and stuff like that to see any reports of the guys leaving Yokohama. Because you made, made, I think in the link it was a, it was a visual, made one of the visuals left Bournemouth. Mm-hmm, I mean, that time, yeah. They thought, oh, this is the start of Eddie Howe assembling his team and things like that. And that didn't hurt me either, did it? No, <laughs> no didn't, that kind of, we thought it was a done deal then after that work. When you said the visual was leaving. So, folks, we're going to let Celtic there for the moment. And because it's your 2021, I'm going to call it, uh, we talk about yours firstly, though, before we, we talk about yours, our, our, obviously our prayers and thoughts are with Danish player Kister Negestin. And due to respect of his family and his own privacy, we, we, we'd like to not really talk about it, Mark, and just let us at that. Best wishes to him and his family. It was horrible to see that, Paul. It really was. I think the worst part of it, Mark, was the, the TV coverage constantly staying on us and kind of not moving away from us and not going back to the studio was a bit uncalled for in my opinion they should have just went back to the studio and they showed a close up his wife sitting in tears and mm-hmm. that, yeah there's that, no need for us absolutely no need for that I mean so Fox they're saying the players the players weren't the players weren't shielding them for the TV cameras they were just protecting the guys even for the fans exactly. fans in the stadium but exactly. When they were on the CPR and that, the cameras were zooming in and everything. It wasn't nice to see it. No, it's funny, young child, Mark, watching that in football, like it's not nice, like, you know, you know. I hope somebody did a, a rap in the knuckles over it, whoever kind of directs the kind of which shots the TV's putting out during live games and that. Yeah, so Denmark, the, the game was replayed and, and Denmark uh, lost one day to Finland. It was Finland's first victory in the game, but. Peter Schmeichel, Casper Schmeichel's father and the former Manchester goalkeeper came out today and said that UEFA threatened them with a 3 nil loss if they didn't agree to play the game uh, after a scheduled strike a half seven that night back. That's as scandalous as what the BBC done with their coverage poll. Mm-hmm. As the night was going on in that, it was coming out that the players said want. I said that to you when we were talking about it. If, yes. If the players want to go back, players that, Mark, yeah. If Especially after seeing that. If the players were willing to go back out and play, because if we get in and they'd be like that, well, it, Christian Eriksen, he, he would want us to go there and win this for the country, you know what I mean? Maybe that's what the players were thinking. And that, because they did make out as if the players had agreed to it, but they didn't, they, didn't make, they didn't let you know that they'd only agreed to it because they were kind of blackmailed, didn't they? Yeah. Really, yeah. poor forum for UEFA with that as well. But that's that's football, no, Mark, isn't there for the TV rights and not rescheduling like the UEFA thing or where can we schedule it? But it, that that's the modern day, like, isn't it? The TV rights thing, they control everything and rescheduling kind of everything, Mark, don't they? I mean, even to that, I'm sure that if UEFA just even offered like each team a point. 
we'll call it quits, we'll get his base a point, we'll just get out of here as quick as we exactly. can. Probably Basin would agree to that. A, because Finland are probably be glad to get the point, to get, to get what I mean, they were probably expecting to get beat off Denmark. B, what I've just seen on the park, and C, Denmark would just want to get it done with, so they'd have just accepted the point as well. No one expected Finland to beat Denmark, Mark. You know, Denmark are a good team. Like, Denmark are some good players in, in, inside our team. They've cast a Schmeichel, they've the a car in the, in the, in the centre-back. Their captain, you know, Eriksson, unfortunately, he, he, he got taken up. But it's a strong Denmark team. Uh, that's what I'm just going to say. See, when you see their team, you've heard of them. They're off playing in the top leagues and things like that. You know what I mean? They're no... I mean, I can, mm-hmm. I can still remember nine, uh, 1992 when Denmark, can you, are you old enough to mind that? Denmark goalie came in as like last minute replacements for Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia mm-hmm. was in the Civil War and Denmark they took the European Championships in Denmark. All their players were on holiday end of season, hadn't they qualified for it and they all got caught back in Denmark got their place and they were going to win it. That's uh, when uh, Schmeichel came on the scene, wasn't it? He came on the scene that, and he had uh, the different coloured uh, jaws. He wanted the goalkeeper jaws, was all different colours. I, 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 yeah, I, I can remember briefly, but. Two loud drops in that with uh, Brad Michael. He always had strong, strong teams, all right, didn't they? The, the, the Danes, didn't they? They always had strong players, Mark, didn't they? Big, strong defenders, good defenders. Good defenders, it's like Sweden is the kind of breed big, strong, bulky men. They make good the day, they make really good defenders. So, folks, as I was at work today, I had Mark watching Scotland uh, uh, defeat to Czech Republic today. Uh, what I'm left to believe is that the first people time I've watched in years, and I didn't see any makes me want to watch another one. Oh, people, Mark, were saying that when they saw the lineups from Clark, that it it, it was too defensive, this line of hitting. Why ain't he playing the likes of James Forrest, Tornhill? Uh, this this lad O'Donnell at the at right back wasn't wasn't good enough to be playing. Was it a defensive line up, Mark, that he started with? Uh, it was it was saying about well, that boy O'Donnell that was in Robertson. They were saying they were playing his wing backs, but O'Donnell was he was more playing like a, a right back. In a five-man defence, if you know what I mean, it was a bit defensive. Mm-hmm. I mean that uh, they weren't uh, that great a team. And Scotland did have a good few chances. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, see the next. I'm no way after watching that any Celtic supporter can come on and say Celtic made a mistake and they missed out with this deal with Jack Henry. No, that that guy's garbage. Honest to God, Paul. Just I was actually reading on some Twitter things there today that. This, the what was it? One point seven five or two million mark? Maybe we're getting from is 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 actually good business for Celtic now. Any compare what that what, what he was like today? Supposedly he was being shocked. He got taken off as well, I believe. Was it? I get took off. You know, uh, I saw I saw the goals. Uh, I I saw the the, the second one. <laughs> what was Marshall doing for the the second? Like there was a few people, including myself, saying. We should have we should have went for Marshall when when he was available. I we definitely dodged the bullet there, haven't we, Mark? Oh, you know? percent. Uh, I don't. He's older now than that as well. I, I I never thought he was that great a keeper. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
I mean, they'd have done as a turn last year. Obviously, again, hindsight's a wonderful thing in that, but because uh, it would have reached a higher level, kind of, see for what, where he was when he was a young player. He never kind of kicked on, I don't think, became what people thought he was going to be. But that, mm-hmm. that in the day was a complete disaster. That will haunt him for the rest of his life. But even at that mark, like starting Christie up front when Clark must have seen Christie play that position with Celtic, and he actually couldn't play in that position either. Christie up front, why? And he has like this lad Chad Ch- Ch- Adams on the bench and not playing him next to the D- and Dykes. To be honest, yeah. Paul, see watching the Scotland performance, it reminded me of a Celtic performance. Mm-hmm. Because we did, they didn't make enough chances. As I said, even they got a draw to enough good chances, and they just weren't putting them away. We said all season, even the chances Edward was missing for us and things like that. Scotland did make enough chances, and for me, really, we played well enough to probably get a draw out the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, any team? Have you watched many of the matches, Mark? Have you? Tuned into any of them or any team that has impressed you so far in the Euros? No, not really. <laughs> not really. Just I, I take it. I watched the England game as well and I thought that they were very, very average as well. But obviously they won, so that's them going to win the tournament and it's coming home and all that part. But no, I don't fancy England to do much in that either. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game, France and Germany. I think that'll be a good game. It is actually supposed to be a bit of conflict again in this. We, we spoke about that, that it, it depends on what kind of French team turns up because there's always a bit of drama with the French and supposedly Giroud came up saying he's not happy with the service that the likes of Mbappe and uh, the other team were giving him and Mbappe was refused to have a press conference to give his version of the story and it's actually caused a bit of a, uh, what, what would you say, trouble in the camp or... The team, they're always, again, but you're saying, the French always seem to kind of self-implode at some level at these tournaments. I don't know if it's just the, or the, like a pure, all these egos in the one room or do they just clash? Because the, the, the Dutch used to be the same. The Holland team used to they'd turn up in these tournaments and they own paper in the best squad. But then something would happen and there were splits in the camp. They were all arguing and fought out with each other. And, that. and the French just seemed to be and along the same kind of lines. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, the Germans, the Germans just turn up like a, a machine. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the Germans turn up these tournaments and there's never any bad, bad publicity or nothing. They just turn up and do their job and get out there. A lot of the teams are getting out of there with a the trophy as well. What team impressed me so far is Italy. I watched them on the opening night and... Their starting lineup were strong. The players they had coming in off the off the benchmark. Cellini centre back again is, is man is thirty seven. Thirty seven years of age. And he was blocking every single shot that was coming after that goal the other night, like. You know? An old school defender, isn't he? Yeah. But he reminded me of other uh, two scenes going to Brendan Rodgers when he did the celebration, every time he blocked the ball, he celebrated the he celebrated his defending Mark, you get me? Like it was an art to him, like, and that was his passion. Thirty-seven years of age, like, and he and he's still playing at the top level, and he's still able to compete at the top level. Man had to be credited, Mark, the way he's uh, looked after himself over the years, isn't he? I just shows you about how. I mean, we've argued about on the forum, people that agree with this, agree with the sports science and nutrition side of things, but you've got to say that it works. It's, it's been proven to work. That's mm-hmm. we were we were passing the, the Roy Keane and Mika Richards. Is it Mika Richards? Mm-hmm. We were passing And you having a kebab before you played Crystal Palace. <laughs> I can't even make two it was it Phil Fordin was talking. He's got his own chef. Mm-hmm. Right, a lot of young players have got that kind of money over in chef kind of thing. And that, but what Roy Keane was saying, he says that's sort of Time, years to come, that will prolong his career. What he's doing yeah. now, it'll make him better, fitter than now, but it'll make him fitter longer. He'll feel the benefits of what he's doing now in years to come. Mm-hmm. 
the best thing about what I thought about Italy, Mark, they didn't have one. Like the Italians always had one standout player. They had Baggio, they had Scalacci, you know, they had Del Piero. But now it's more of a collective team effort. They don't have one superstar that can save them in the game or do something spectacular. That they're all involved in the game and that even I- the players they had coming off, Mark, they had there was young fellow in Dombele came off. He was the man of the match. They had players coming on the who linked to Manchester United, this, this young lad, but Belletti. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they had strength. They have strength and in depth. And I, I, I think any team who faces Italy could, could be dreading it. Like, I have to give credit to, uh, I don't like him because of, of Man City and a thing like that. I don't, but Mancini needs great credit to get that Italian team. Like, they didn't qualify for last year's World Cup or tournament for the first time in years and he came in and he's just turned this whole Italian team around Mark like uh, you know the good manager Mancini is uh, just uh, well man say was just again it's a poison chalice in town here mm-hmm. no winning just six games off the sack getting the idea but Italians are always a, they're really old for, as far as I can remember, as you say, they've always had a wee standout player that everybody kind of liked, like Baggio, Baggio when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But it, as they're just, we keep going on about it, well-drilled, well-drilled teams, they, teams that they know what their job is and that's what they set out today and they're good at doing it. It's like the teams, Mark, we should be beating in the qualifiers, but we don't because they're well-drilled teams. That's exactly, they're well-drilled, well there's no superstars, there's no goats, there's no any silky, smooth players kind of thing or get you off your, off your seat. But these teams are coming in and they know their limitations, they know their tactics and they know that their managers told, even Barry said before how he was told, he was told what they exactly be doing on this part and what they watch out for. And that's mm-hmm. teams, we struggle against them. Because we don't, I mean, Brendan Rodgers just went with the same tactics against everybody. That's why we're getting bumped with PhD and things like that. But mm-hmm. he just it was coming up against uh, is it what was his name? Henry Kluge, that boy. Yeah. And it was, his team was it wasn't a great team and that's what Rangers were like this season as well. They weren't a good team, they weren't a great team. <laughs> the game plan, they were well drilled in that game plan and they stuck to it and it got them the results. I mean we can't we can't even defend set pieces. That's how poorly we were drilled to get what I mean. But <coughs> going by uh, Began's philosophy, right? His philosophy is attacking, all right? And what Gav was saying to us, like, he doesn't mind if you score two, three, once he scores four. Uh, is our defence going to improve under him, Mark, do you think? Or is it going to be the opposite way that we're going to be so strong in attacking that it doesn't matter how weak our defence is? Yeah. Well, that's a tough one because I don't really, we've not really seen much of teams. Mhm. You know, but you know, but but going by, going by what, what we're hearing of him like that, he's mostly attacking. Like that, that's his philosophy: attacking, attacking football. He loves attacking football. You know, I, I'm just wondering, like, is our defense actually going to improve under him, or will it be like you score two and we score three, like, like the old Barcelona mark? Hold on, to Paul, it can folk hear us. So I think we crash a wee bit there, Paul, just to say to make sure we're still alive. Don't know what happened there, just came up and says OPS was. Yeah, we're live, we're live. Back on, right, right. Don't know what happened there, sorry about that. Well, we spoke about that the other night, went to that kind of amazing Kevin Keegan when he was manager of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Even I think that was a bit Tommy Burns kind of philosophy. We'll, we'll score mere, one mere goal, the two will kind of thing. But again, it's back down to organising the full team, Paul. I don't think he's going to just neglect the defence. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to just carry on. Uh, he can't. He, he can't. Yeah, defence though because he don't have defence. Ah, uh, even I've got defence in there, but not. He's got to be a good manager. Even he won the trophies. He's done no matter what level it is, but he still need to win these games. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't think he'll 
I'm looking for the full team will be organised well. That's I'm, so that's what I'm expecting because it seems that kind of thorough, you know, that kind of thoroughness about him. He looks at everything. Everything will be looked at and everything will be worked worked away at to improve. So, mm-hmm. and any good manager will really will tell you that they scoring goals wins you games, but no letting in goals keeps you in games. You know what I mean? That's a big important part of football these days. And going by going back to Scotland, Mark, the, the game on on Friday night is, is is against England. Can can you see them getting results considering there was England were kind of an average team really the, the other night against Croatia. I didn't see kind of much. You've you've Harry Kane, who's obviously not on form this season. If you think, I thought it looked as if Kane was struggling a bit fitness wise other night, Paul. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Harry Kane to be honest with you, right enough, but. It just didn't look that uh, interest, that, that sharp. Didn't have any he doesn't look the same players compared to the, the World Cup when he had the great World Cup. And even since Pochettino left uh, Spurs, Harry Kane isn't the same player, Mark. Well, he's worked out of Spurs now as well, so maybe that's yeah. in his mind as well. But you'd think he'd be doing there. Again, his reputation's going to get him this multi-million pound move, but you'd think he'd be doing there trying like reinforce his reputation kind of thing, you know what I mean? He gets down there, if England got a decent run, he could be a top, top goal scorer. It's not going to add anything on his value, but it's going to add on his reputation, do you get what I mean? Whether it's Man United, I've seen him, that's our top goal scorer, the Euros coming back, signing for Man U, things like that, but no, it just didn't look, it didn't look at the bases other night for me. I don't think Scotland don't get bumped. I really don't. I wouldn't like to see. I don't. I hope they, obviously, I hope they win, but I'm not really up and whether they do or don't. But I don't think they'll get bumped. I think England's not really that hot. Can you expect more of the same, maybe of Clark, kind of same defensive style of play, Mark? Is that is that his way of playing? Well, I think that's. I think he'll go for the same, the same kind of setup against them as well, because, well. It's a, it's a hype as well, isn't it? Kind of gets into, every, um, gets into everybody's head. Everybody kind of, oh, England are going to, could this be the years of the deck, or oh, whatever the deck, we're never going to end mm-hmm. it, kind of thing. But Clark will be, I'll be in that seat as well, that he'll carry, just get gung-ho. I think he'll go with the same kind of set-up as he did today. Because I'm surprised why that, that Callum Mack wasn't, wasn't starting. I think that was a big... Honest? Yes, Big, big players, Mac, on that team. Like, you know what I mean? That Lyndon Dykes was... Ah. He's not going to score you freaking that many goals up, up front. I've not, I've not really seen that much of him kind of thing, but I, I don't think he's an international standard of the player. No, not even at Scotland's level. I don't think Lyndon Dykes is good enough. That, he maybe not have been there if Lee Griffiths had put his shift in this season. That's that's true, Mark, isn't it? Uh, that's, that's true. You know, he might have been there, like. I mean, that's you know? Adams, who does he play for? Mm, so he was Southampton, I think. Southampton, he looked, he looked, he was a decent enough, he looked decent enough for him on the I'm not too, sh- I'm not too sure, no, I think maybe the live chat can, can give us uh, an insight there, who's he with. But, uh, Kearney, Sorry, T- Tierney was a big last mark today for Scotland. And what's happening with with Tierney recently, Mark, with all these uh, injuries he's picking up at the moment? You know, is that due to the fact maybe he's actually stepped up a higher level and he, he's he's picking up the injuries because of? Uh, should be used to that, but surely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Higher intensity training and that down in England, but shouldn't it make any difference? I've said that before. See every single player, you maybe not be gifted as players like Ronaldo and things like that, but every single football player should be training to the same kind of level and trying to get to that level of fitness as the likes of your Ronaldo's and that, whether you're in England or Scotland. Even the training, there's a big gap between the Scottish and English levels, but Tierney surely would be but he's more like such a young player Mark like picking up a lot of injuries lately though isn't he like such a young player like like, like he was a big loss for Scotland yeah, not just for his defending but his crosses as well and what he gives to 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 Scotland and but where, you know where does he play for Scotland? 
uh, the position where O'Donnell was playing. Kind of a white-winged winger, didn't he? Same as Robson in this. Tierney moves over to the right. For Scotland, he plays on the right-hand side. I presume so does he. As he... I don't know, that's the first Scotland game I've watched for... You know. Someday, maybe the live chat will see whether he's a right-back for, for Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought maybe he'd have played just Tierney even further. Tierney Robertson both... Obviously, for the wing backs, that wouldn't work, but I thought maybe Kearney would play me like a left winger. Or does he play the centre, Mark? Does he play in the centre? I'm Mikey saying Kearney plays as a CB for Scotland. Centre back, yeah, centre back. You know, but he, he is a big loss. Uh, but to what Michael said here as well, Kearney like, picked up a lot of injuries too, Mark, when he was with Scotland. Has he been right after that injury that he picked up for, for Celtic Dermot? Come back a couple of seasons. He's, Kind of after that, he seems to be picking up uh, a lot of injuries after that. Uh, was it a leg break or was it a hamstring? He he did that. Obviously, shoulder, wasn't this? The shoulder, wasn't it? Injured, but yeah. some, uh, another injury came up. Uh, yeah. I can't even the other in, an injury on it was something Davies' leg that came out. But uh, you're right, he's never been the same since that. You know, it's a, it's just like it's 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 boring for him, like just like being be, being so young, and I suppose he was more upset than anything about missing out and, and Scotland getting to yours and not playing like. But I can't see after today's result. I don't think Scotland will will come out of the group. I think today was between the teams that went was. What was was a must win, Max? It was even a draw to, to get out the to, to get third place in the group. I I can't see it now. And I, going by uh, on the Twitter pages, there I think a lot of um, a lot a lot of Scotland fans have, have been agreeing with the same that he's not uh, Scotland won't be getting out of the group. I, I can't can't see it now either, Paul. The, that today's game was a game that they should have been looking at to win. And for the team, even the, the, the line-up, the set-up, you knew that they weren't going to aim it to try and get that win. Mm-hmm. In Czech Republic, a bad team. But they're not a great team in Scotland, as I said earlier. The chances today, they, they could have scored and they should have scored. And they mm-hmm. just, it was a kind of, it was Paul's like a kind of Celtic performance. That setting goal, well, you can't... There's nothing you can do against that kind of thing. But that was a game they should have been out in the time fair days were Scotland. We know what Scotland were not the best. A player with a wee bit of caution, but still good to try and win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, Mark, the, uh, the Scotland manager, Steve Clark, was previously linked with the, the Celtic role. Are, are you delighted now that maybe after watching your first Scotland game in years that Celtic actually didn't go for Clark? that he isn't up to the level of Celtic, that he's basically a national coach and maybe Kilmarnock level still? I never thought Clark was... A few years ago, in that, see when he was just trying to like break in, he'd become his eight man, get away from Chelsea and things like that. I would have took a chance on him, but no, no, he's still kind of... I don't know. Dreary football, isn't it? It's just... And I know when you're playing with Kilmarnock, when you're managing Kilmarnock, again, you're setting your team up not to lose. That's your, that's your job, basically, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you still, you've got to have, I think, there's some ambition to like, play good football. Do you know what I mean? You can't just try and strangle games all the time. It just gets monotonous and tedious. And I'm really glad that Steve Clark never gets held to job. I was really close to it. Yeah, I think, Mark, I think we really kind of, you know, how even Clark was, was one of the best things that, that came out of Celtic, because I possibly never may should have to be a Celtic manager. I know Celtic fans on a form were, were likening to be, but you can see, Mark, that Clark isn't up to, like, Celtic can't be defending in the in the Scottish League, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Set up as a, a defensive team in the in, in the Scottish League. Do you, do you know? You know. Yeah, I think it's like Stephen, like Dave Moyes, and people like that. Oh, about the football they play and things like that. But I like I'd see, if, see if I was a manager. I'd like to think that 
you you work with the tools you've got, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, like Davey Moyes was trying to go. Everton was trying to keep them in, keep them, because they were kind of yoked, though he came going for scream against relegation, trying to get into Europe. So he was trying to kind of stabilise the And he didn't have the budget, he didn't have the budget either, Mark, that Everton have now. Do you know what I mean? He, then, but see, when he went to Manchester United, I was expecting him, you're some of the best players in the world at your disposal. So I knew you can show the other side of your management, you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can play a different style of football. If you've got all these players, top players in the world playing for you, you can be more attacking, team more open, more kind of thing. But too many, as it really seems to be that managers are just up with one way to do things and just go with that. And that's what's yeah. going to be like. David, David Wise won't be Celtic manager anytime soon, Mark, if things don't work over hands because he signed a two year contract so with West Ham this recently. Like, that was always kind of going to happen, wasn't this? Definitely. The time for us to get Moyes was when we appointed Neil Lennon. As I've said before, Moyes was waiting in the phone call and it never came. And people, were against, people were against that. People were. Chief Celtic had appointed David Moyes. Mark, just for next season, right? So, a lot of us would, were, were, were just going now because I just brought up there because we want about setting up for next season, setting up your team. Should Celtic start with two up front in in, in Scotland? Yeah. I mean, that's, again, that's just the tactics as well, Paul. Mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't really matter if you get two up front or one up front. It's, it's how the team plays. I mean, but mm-hmm. just, well, if you're playing with the one up front, the, the guy that's... You'll have the players outside him anyway, Mark, don't you? They're like forward anyway, so basically you're playing two up front anyway, aren't you? Even when you're getting forward, basically your number 10 is, is the Campbell. He's just behind all... Basically, to me, your Campbell is just... They call, it's a different name, so the girls, a secretary, striker, the, the guy mm-hmm. just sits off the front, man. To me, that's what that Campbell is, sir. Again, it's just on the tactics of how the team plays. Because we've seen that playing at one up front can produce, produce. We can see two. We've seen two up front produces. It just depends how the team set up, how they play. I don't think it's that big a deal. What about one player that Chris Sutton called him a beast when, when he saw the size of him, Mark, and he's returned to Celtic this week and he's going to be a Celtic for pre-season? Is Bayou? Everyone has a chance to prove themselves, Mark, considering he had a good season with Toulouse this season. Can you see any hope for him at Celtic? There might be, unless he, he's won the way now. He's still quite young, isn't he? Yeah, he, he he was one of our project signings, Mark, who, again, we could say Mark was never really given a, given a chance under Lennon. You know, well, we've spoken about it before, putting players out on loan mm-hmm. to progress their career, not because, like Hendrick, because it's not working out for them, but like a young player like Bayou, put him out on loan, see how it progresses for their sir. If he can see his chance, I'm sure, well, if he still wants to be here, I'm sure he'll get a chance, he'll actually see if he's going to be able to do a job for us. Mm-hmm. So, that's all for tonight, Fox. Uh, again, my thanks to Mark. Uh, we'll be back again on Thursday night for another hour special, or if something happens, we'll stay on the the podcast longer on Thursday. But for myself, thanks to you guys on the live chat. Thanks to Mark for joining me again today. Mark? No, thanks again, Paul, for having you down here and behind the scenes in that. Thanks for everybody uh, for joining us. I know it's not really much a podcast, it's just, there's nothing for us to really talk about. We're screaming and screaming for morsels of stories to give somebody to talk about. Uh, but thanks anyway for joining us, lads. Uh, remember to subscribe and hit the like button. Thanks very much. Good night. God bless. Mm-hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.